Well, today, here on Media Insultant, we have a few observations on some of the latest personnel moves in the radio TV space that Keith will be opining on. Next Generation makes you feel like suddenly it's 1990, and yet the build-out continues. So our question for Next Gen TV continues, is there a there there? And Sinclair tries to bulk up on RSNs, how does that make any sense? Hi, I'm Jackson Weaver, along with Keith Samuels, and for Thursday, July 15th, this is Media Insultant. Two and a half million podcasts out there, Keith, and we're one of them. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's a crowded field, but we're cutting our way through it every day in every well, you way. Know, we're doing it each we Tuesday and Thursday, as most people know, and we talk about our opinions on things going on in the media space. But so far, we're about the only one really focused on media. And which surprises me. I thought there'd be other people doing podcasts. There's some people doing podcasts, interviewing old radio personalities and that kind of thing. But, you know, the truth is Media Insultant is our own little joyride and we're having fun. And I'm uh, glad to be doing it with you and hope we uh, continue to get comments at jackson at intownmedia.com because we'd love to hear from anybody who's listening or watching. So, you know, everyone is struggling in the hiring space, you know, what, regardless of what it is. <laughs> But there's so much going on in terms of, in, in, in fact, you know, all you hear on the radio these days are recruitment ads. And I heard one on the radio the other day uh, mm -hmm. was a recruiting ad for a garbage collection company who said, basically, if we don't get somebody to come in and take these jobs, we're not going to be able to collect our garbage. So our business hasn't been spared, and we got a lot of strange turnover uh, you got a couple of good examples. I'd love to hear you kind of talk through what you see is going on in some deals in the personnel side of the broadcasting industry right now. Well, yes, and you know the the, the firings continue. Well, certainly on the radio side, the hirings on television. But you know it's been it's been a busy couple of weeks uh, out in media land. Whenever somebody gets a new job, you know they always talk about how what a great fit this is. Jackson Weaver named market manager for, you know, you know Salt Lake City. You know, and you know Jackson's our guy, and he's going to take us to the next level. And you know we're really excited. And then there's the quote from you that says, you know, I'm so thrilled to be working with Bob and Larry and Joe, and you know, and you know thanks to the president of the company for you know all that kind of stuff, right? You hear all that happy talk in the trade press, and I'm all, I'm that guy. I'm the I'm the insultant guy that's going. What's really going on here? What happened? What, 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 what's going on here? And so it started a couple of weeks ago when a guy named Jeff Bowden got his old job back in Washington, D.C. Now, Jeff was a, a general manager for Citadel back in the day, and this is the 90s and the aughts, and, and he ran Washington, D.C. for Citadel, okay, working for Bob Profit, Larry Wilson, all the guys that are all fighting over Alpha right now. In any case, so he, 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 um, he, he, he was working for those guys, Cumulus buys the station group. He, he leaves the station group and goes to work with his old buddies, Bob and Larry, when they start up Alpha in, a, in, in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Much smaller market than Washington, D.C. Spends a decade in Fredericksburg working for Alpha. Now Alpha's kind of going off the rails. And he's probably going, mm, I got, you know, all my buddies are fighting between Larry and Bob and it's getting kind of squirrely and I'm not sure which side of the fence, you know, Jeff Bowden's on. But what does he do? 
he calls Cumulus and gets his old job back at you know WMAL in Washington D.C. and now commutes now north up into up into D.C. to get his job old job back. So it's a you know what goes around comes around. Radio is a great recycler, and this is a great example of it. Good luck, Jeff. Don't know you, but you know you're up. You know you know the job you're up against, and that is you've got to sell against iHeart's dominant cluster. And, of course, WTOP, the number one revenue-generating radio station in the world, and a commercial radio station, because we know the non-coms do they better can. than WTOP, but uh, without selling a commercial. So good luck going up against Joel Oxley and Matt Mills. Pack a lunch, buddy, because you know it's going to be even tougher than it was 10 years ago when you were going up against those guys. In Seattle, Tegna named a new general manager for King TV, King TV Channel 5. Still an NBC yes, affiliate? Absolutely. One of the big top three television stations in the market in Seattle. Long history in the marketplace. What's interesting is that yet again, we're seeing in television that the people that get promoted to the general manager job, that's the big job that runs the entire television station, are coming out of news and not sales. Used to be that the sales manager, that, that guy got the GM gig. And the news director reported to the, to the uh, general manager who was out of sales, you know, but not and anymore, And why do you think that is? Why, why are they moving news directors up and not GSMs? I guess it's all about local news at a local television station these days, and they can't take a risk that the sales guy is not going to screw it up. I don't know, but it's clearly a trend where we're seeing people that are running television stations and groups coming out of areas other than sales. And maybe it's because the guy in sales doesn't yeah. want to take a pay cut. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's that's, like, that's that's my thought on it too. Well, okay, and yeah, you know, uh, you've got Wendy McMahon who runs the CBS O and O group now. Uh, she was at ABC running their O and O group. She went back to CBS where she'd grown up in the business. But Wendy was was from marketing, you know, and and she came up through the marketing and then digital and then running KBC television. And you know, she was not in sales. Now she is an extraordinary talent and a brilliant woman. And she gets sales, don't get me wrong, but that was not her background. So it's interesting. It's a trend we're seeing in television particularly, and as insultants, we'll watch that closely. Well, what's going on in Denver? Denver's uh, Um, Odyssey's got some strange stuff. They actually pulled a guy out of retirement to run their stations in Denver? How is that a progressive moving forward kind of a move? Well, it's progressive and moving forward because the guy they brought out of retirement is John Fulham. And John Fulham, I think, is probably – He's in the pantheon of general managers I've ever known. He is a brilliant broadcaster. He's a terrific people manager. Um, and he's really principled. He's really solid. You know, he's consistent. He's just a great guy and a great guy to work for. But he retired a year, a little over a year ago because, you know, he's done this a while. And they bring in a, Odyssey, brings in a Odyssey slash intercom slash CBS, brings in a guy that was running, I think, Milwaukee and Madison or something. He was working in the uh, Wisconsin markets, running the Odyssey clusters there. And they brought him in into Denver to run uh, the Odyssey cluster of stations. It's a big cluster. It's a, it's, I think it's the, one of the largest clusters in the market. It's right up there at the top of the market. But a, a little over a year later, they fire him? I'm sorry. He quits to pursue <laughs> other interests. He was out. And, and so is one of the program directors. And then they bring Fulham back. So something is very, very wrong in Denver in the Odyssey cluster. I'm trying to get our, my head around it, and so are a lot of other you know, media folks that are trying to figure out what the heck happened there. Who pissed somebody off 
that uh, that this had to happen so quickly. So I don't know if it's a performance issue, if it's a mismanagement, harassment, something issue. No one seems to kind of know what the heck happened. But Fulham comes back in and pretty much the whole management team that he put together there over the time he was running that cluster for Odyssey, when he came out of retirement the first time, the, the, you know, he knows everybody there. So he knows where all the bodies are buried. So so clearly this is a, an interim step to kind of you know, stem the tide, figure out what the heck was going on, get it straightened out, and then John will go back to enjoying his retirement because he deserves it. It does sound like they had to solve something real quickly. And they've, you know, they've had a long dragged out, Odyssey's had a long dragged out problem. Or was it Cumulus that's got the problem in San Diego? No, it's Odyssey in San Diego as well, where, you know, they've had, since since market legend Bob Bollinger left the GM job back in 2018, they've had 28 people leave, something like that, and counting. Um, you know, normally people leave when there's a change of management because, you know, you guys want to bring in their own team or there's just a little bit of a change. But there's something really seriously culturally kind of messed up at Odyssey and certainly in Odyssey San Diego. So Karen Cerulli, the, Cerulli, the GM who was the DOS, is kind of taking the hit for, you know, all this turnover. But I think a lot of that has to go back up to her boss who's in L.A., Jeff Fetterman, who's running the L.A. cluster for Odyssey and also overseeing Riverside, San Diego, and God knows where else. You know, what the heck's going on with these guys? So, you know, but something blew up in Denver that we need to find out, and we'll be watching that. And then the other big news this last week was, you know, the two guys that are running Cumulus for Mary Burner, the two operations guys, you know, Bob Walker and and Dave Milner, have big jobs. They're running lots of radio stations, overseeing lots of markets each. Both got promoted to president. So they're now co-presidents, reporting to Mary Berner, still doing the same job, but they got new titles. So everybody's kind of scratching their head over that one, too, going, why? Were they going to leave? <laughs> Was somebody recruiting them to go somewhere else? No. <laughs> you know, they're not going to go to iHeart because Greg Ashlock is there and kicking, his, kicking their ass. You know, they're not going to go to, uh, you know, Odyssey because that's Susan Larkin's job and, you know, she seems to be David's choice. So... It just seemed really weird, and why would they do well, this? Well, and there, so, you know, there always could know. be some unspoken things, but the thing that bothers me about it is the solution just creates more problems. Two co-presidents, come on, everybody knows that doesn't work, and you still see companies do it: two co-CEOs, two co-presidents. It just, it's just a disaster. So I, I have no idea what they're doing. Well, but yeah, but their jobs already are co. They've, they have split the company. Half, you know, not half, but it's that there's a certain number of guys that, and gals that report to Dave Milner, and a certain number of people that report to Bob Walker, and there's even a couple of regional guys underneath them. It just, it just seemed like a why are you giving them a new title? Uh, whatever, you know. So we'll see. But that's the pers- that's the personnel changes roundup. That's the people roundup for uh, for mid July, and uh, I'll be I'll be tracking um, on. Uh, and if anybody has any scoops for let me, know. you know, let us uh, know. You know, reach out. At, well, yeah, on a quick note, know. Uh, you know, the growth of next-gen television, which is uh, also known as ATSC 3.0, you can see why they went to next-gen television, quite, quite a bit better and easier to brand. They um, have now expanded. Uh, they're getting into Baltimore. They plan to be in 62 markets by the end of the year. Essentially, what this is, is IP delivery network via broadcast. Now, what uh, the reason I say it's suddenly 1990 is because they're not – capable of doing anything that isn't already being done. I, this is the thing, I don't know. And I've yet to see any kind of a killer app, but they continue to plow billions of dollars into it. It's a it's a big expense for the TV stations. 
but they think it's going to save local television. In, in what way is it going to save local television, Jackson? What does next-gen TV allow a TV station to do that they haven't been able to do, supposedly, and that people are just going to just lap up? They're just going to go crazy for it. Still what don't is, I don't, still don't understand. The is, is they can do all of the things they're talking about with stream in terms of interactivity and multiple channels and that kind of thing. They can do that with OTT and streaming right now. Their biggest application they talk about is updating automotive software because they have the concept we can get data from one to many. So updating automotive software is the only idea I've seen that they've talked about that makes any sense. And I don't see how that's any more efficient than 5G or even 4G distribution that people like Tesla are already using. I don't see any particular advantage to it. And and is that a business model, you know, that you update the automotive software on on cars a couple of times a year? I don't know. Well, and, you know, it, yeah, in, know, Sinclair has put a lot of money into the next-gen TV, and they also put a lot of money into the regional sports networks. They bought a batch of them from Fox for a little over $12 billion, and no more, less than a year later, they mm-hmm. write down $4.5 billion of it. So to your point, they're kind of doubling down on a dying medium, or are they? Uh, is, can Sinclair get enough bulk? If they, they're now talking about buying NBC's RSNs, can they get enough bulk to actually leverage better fees? What do you think their strategy is with trying to buy more regional sports networks? Uh, well, I think they, they want to accumulate more, more ad revenue. That's for sure. Okay, And they think that clearly having more will allow them to compete with, the, with ABC, CBS, ESPN, NBC sports. In other words, we need, they need the bulk. They're not a television network. So how do, we, how do we compete with the television networks for sports dollars, live sports play-by-play dollars? And the only way to do that is the last remaining piece in the puzzle, which is these regional sports nets. Now, the trouble with the regional sports net model is that you have, it's not just you're dealing with the NBA or the NFL or MLB or the NHL you're, or NBA. You're dealing with individual teams. And the individual teams obviously want to grow revenue. And so they get really super greedy and they want more rights fees because they're not getting rights fees from the local radio station anymore like they used to. They are, you know, and they're controlling a lot of the ad sales for their inventory, even in on radio and even in some, some of these, RSNs, um, yeah. you know, local affiliate games. Yeah, these RSNs. So, you know, they're, they're greedy as hell. So that's what's making it tough for Sinclair is they're going up against, you know, I just did a quick rundown for LA, for example. And so what makes it, you know, they've got, Bally Sports here in LA. They've got a sports net here, but the LA Dodgers have their own right. sports net. Okay. Right. It's Sports Net LA, SNLA, home of the Dodgers. It's all Dodgers all the time. The Angels are on Bally. The Angels don't have the wherewithal to do their own uh, sports net or channel. So they're on Bally. The Lakers, have, they have their own channel, their channel. So it's, you know, Lakers have their own deal. Uh, Clippers are on Bally. The Kings and Ducks are on Bally. So, you know, if you're strong enough, if you're Lakers and Dodgers, you can do your own network. You can do your own channel. Um, but the rest is so, – so what, what Sinclair's left with then is, you know, all the good stuff's right. been cherry-picked. Right. You know, it's, the, the right. Dodgers aren't on Bally. They used to. They're not on it anymore. So got to get more bulk. They got to get more play-by-play. They've got to get more inventory so that they can then, you know, they can make, you know, sell more – Add dollars, but they've also got to be able to compete with those both the teams and the major networks for selling. Well, I don't play. ever 
consider Sinclair to be run by a bunch of dummies. They may be sharp-elbowed, but they're a bunch of smart guys. So for me, it seems that their game, their long play is OTT, putting sports on over the top. And if they can get the rights to enough teams, then they can leverage all of those agreements in their RSNs into OTT because they they know as well as anyone that that's the that's the future. So it's one of those things we'll keep a close eye on. And here we, you've done it again. We have gone through 15, 20 minutes here, and we've got a wrap. You know, there, we're never out of any topics. The great thing is is that there's always something to talk about. <laughs> so what do you say? Should we do this again next week, Keith? Uh, yeah, I think we're, you know, it's Tuesday, Thursday, we're on, we're like, you know, we're like a bad clock. We're correct <laughs> twice a week. Yeah, that, I, I got the idea. Whatever. I got the idea. Yeah, we just pre- <laughs> and no and no car pictures today. Well, so what, we got to come some up with some, graphics, uh, yeah. some, you know, some, some much better graphics stuff, of you and your youth yeah, yeah. and in your uh, indiscrimination, as the case may be. So, yeah, so go have like a good week, case, Keith. Yeah. All right, buddy. Listen, have a great week.